Giselle didn't go to bed till three o'clock in the morning playing the guitar. So yes, that's what I like to hear. Yeah. I helped Rodrigo a little bit in uh, guitar shopping yesterday. Yeah, I was kind of following along on Twitter. You did you find her something? Oh, you were? I didn't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you were. Well, my my husband plays a lot of guitar, but it wouldn't. I don't know if his like input would have been helpful for you. Who, but who's your husband? His name's Brian. I don't know. He's on Twitter, but okay. <laughs> I don't know how else to. You, I don't know. No, I, I find it funny. <laughs> he's like, not important. Well, he's, he's, he's a guy. Uh, he's on Twitter. He's we follow some soccer. <laughs> the Minnesota Football Show. Your regular dose of smart, socially aware, and occasionally snarky news and commentary about local, national, and international soccer. The Minnesota Football Show co-hosts are Bridget McDowell and Sheila Reed. Produced and co-hosted by Rodrigo Sanchez Javeria and Eric Silva Renner. You can follow the Minnesota Football Show at MN Football Show on your social media platform of choice. Subscribe to and rate the Minnesota Football Show on iTunes. All right, welcome back to the Minnesota Football Show. Happy New Year, everybody. 2021 edition, uh, post-fascist uh, coup survival edition. I mean, so much has happened. Like, normally I would just ask you guys, how was your holiday? Did you enjoy the break? But now it's like, oh, you know, uh, for Rodrigo and I, we have kind of direct uh, historical ties to seeing what happened on Wednesday happen in our respective uh parents or his country of origin and you know it was one of those things where I saw this coming I saw this coming not just five years ago decades ago I've been screaming into the void about it for a number of years and and it happened and then everybody's like oh how could this have possibly happened is this our country what's what a surprise like nope not a surprise anyway having said all that <laughs> let, let me turn to you all uh Rodrigo and and Sheila and then we'll introduce our guest in a second here but how are you all doing in this? Uh, it feels like already a year, but in, in fact, just the first week of uh, 2021. <laughs> Not great. <laughs> well, I like there was a good hesitation there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I've been talking to folks and I'm like, you know, it's, it's 2021, seven a weekend and people are already trying to mail back their, uh, their, uh, Seventh day trial membership, apparently, but uh, yeah, I saw that one. That was good. Uh, but I mean, it's it's the, the way I look at it. You know, we hit the low, and hopefully, we can, all we can do is try to bounce back up. And um, but yeah, like you, it's like I can't. I, I don't think back. I don't think what's we're at the low. Uh, I think we're gonna get lower, but yeah, but I think we. I mean, there's there's gonna be another there's gonna be another event on the inauguration. And we're not even close to hitting the peak for coronavirus. No, the way I saw it this way, and, and I put my feelings on Twitter about this, is like, it's like I was glad that a, a brown by POC cisgender man watching at home what what the, what the, 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 the police can actually de-escalate things um, um, and have the power to do so. And apparently every other um, police force in the country apparently they don't they don't know that that they can do that so yeah it's 
Wait, they didn't de-escalate anything. They, they de-escalated much better than the other places, right? I mean, if it would have been other people. They, they didn't do say, anything. Yeah, exactly. They didn't do anything. <laughs> they literally did nothing. Okay, let them in. <laughs> That's a de-escalation tactic. No, Just it's not. De-escalation would have been getting them to like calm down or not not come in. It was escalated. Some lady died. That's Actually, five people died. Five people yeah. died. That's not yes. de-escalation. No, I, I, I tend to agree. It was more, here's the red carpet. Please enter. I mean, they the cops were giving those people directions to Schumer's office. It's almost like there was coordination. It's almost like cops and clan hand in hand. Wait, what was what was that one? Uh, chorus by Rage Against the Machine. What was that one? Um, Some um... of those that work forces. <laughs> Some of those that uh, burn crosses mm-hmm. are the same that were forces. Yep. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of Schadenfreude. I was I was reading up on some of these these deaths, and it's just like they're sad. I mean, obviously people died, but <laughs> one guy tasted himself in the nuts. That happened, and and then a, a woman that apparently was sadly trampled, but was carrying or walked in with a "Don't Tread on Me" banner. Just like. <laughs> You can't write that stuff. <sighs> All right. We're here. We're here to provide hopefully a little bit of a, a uh, break and distraction from what's happening. Um, it's nice to see all of you. And we have a special guest. We This is a new thing we kind of want to do for the new year. Uh, once upon a time, we had a recording studio. We were getting people, or the radio studio anyway, we're getting people in and out more frequently. We're going to do it now in podcast format. So we have with us. Sarah Schreier. Schreier rhymes with fry. She helped me out so I can pronounce it correctly. <laughs> Sarah Schreier from Minneapolis City. She is. I'm Hello, listeners. We just a slight edit on our part. Just wanted to say that Sarah Schreier is the director of operations for Minneapolis City and not the executive assistant um, that we mentioned on the show. Sorry about that, but let's get back to the show. Sarah runs everything. That's right. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, besides besides practice and all the other stuff, I mean, Sarah could run practice. That's what I'm saying. I could, I could. <laughs> so I welcome, Sarah. Bad. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I uh, listening to that intro, I was thinking like, I can't believe I'm going to be like the ray of positivity here. Um, that's like bizarre, but um, <laughs> yeah, I am really happy to be here. And um, yeah. I don't know. I could run practice. It wouldn't be any good. But those oh, yeah. guys like run it themselves. I mean, Matt and Adam just kind of like are there to supervise with I mean, the beer. You've, in you've hand. seen Matt run practice. You <laughs> I, gotta I have. get an idea. I mean, <laughs> if anything, you know, if, if you were running practice, if things don't work out the way that you wanted, you just just make them do fitness, right? That's yeah. The, that's the one thing. That's that's what you rely on, right? You, I I do have clearance to be on the team's bench during game day. So if like Adam and Matt all like if if the entire coaching staff manages to get kicked out or sent wow. off, I'm I'm up. Wow. That's my moment to shine. You're, you're like third or fourth in the secession. Everybody's <laughs> what, gone. It's like what? Um, Sarah's what coaching today. To do? Let's go. Can can like the voting membership make some sort of uh, amendment? <laughs> and we're like you, your position on that situation will come up to like higher. Um. You know, it just takes somebody to raise it and then someone to second it and then it goes to vote. So 
That's how we do. I see three people on this call. You guys make it happen. <laughs> I was going to be, before we get into a little bit of an interview and just talking about some things, I was going to tell you, um, I mentioned that you were coming on the show to my kids and, and they're like, uh, you know, they generally don't, don't care anything about this program, but I'm like, you know her, you, you've talked to her before. And they're like, we have, I'm like, do you remember when the club shop opened and they're still kind of like, eh, and they're like, do you remember all the free donuts <laughs> from Sarah and Dan? And they're like, oh, I'm yeah. like, yeah, that happened. That's Sarah. Yeah. We do all <laughs> and, their donuts. Yes. And to your credit, I think I, you at least looked at me and kind of gave me the, is this okay? Dad permission thing. Whereas mm -hmm. Dan was just like, go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Dan's a dad of three boys and I am a mother to none. So I'm like, uh, is this, is this cool? <laughs> yeah. And within seconds, they were like double fisting. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, one thing we like to start with usually just to, to get things rolling, uh, maybe you could, you could briefly talk about some of your background and, and kind of what got you into football, what got you into the, the soccer landscape? Yeah. Um, well, I played for much of my life. Um, so I grew up playing, I think I started around five and then, um, you know, I wasn't any good, but like I played for like my high school. And then when I went to college, I was playing with like their intramurals and, um, after college played a little bit in like a, it's the equivalent of like the MASL, but for women, um, what position left mid. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, I bring that up often to the coaches that I'm ready and ready. Yeah. And you could, you could bring that up. In fact, to uh, <laughs> Minnesota United, in yeah. fact. Yeah. Right. We are uh, missing a left winger at the moment. <laughs> so that's my background. And then, you know, like with that, you know, I grew up playing in um, USA Cup and going to Blaine and going to Thunder Games. Um, I took a, a few years off of like the soccer world, just kind of like fizzled out a little bit and then started coming back again when United was in NASL. So we went to a few games. We were hooked. Um, that was kind of it. Minneapolis city came around and took up all my time. So yeah. How, how'd that all come about? <laughs> um, I saw it on Twitter. Actually. I saw that there was this like lower division club, like just deciding to do something fun. Um, and then my day job is, is an executive assistant. So I was kind of, I just pinged them and said, you know, like, I'm, I'd be happy to help you with like travel or logistics or anything like that. Like, just kind of assuming that they didn't know what they were doing and they didn't. Um, so I, it just kind of nice. organically started up. Um, and then it just grew from there. Like we, there's a few of us that have been around since like the first day and it's, it's really fun to be a part of that core. core this group. is what, like 2016, 17, somewhere around there. Yeah, it was. So we um, first kind of, it was an idea late 2015 Mm -hmm. And then our first season was 2016. So like by like February, 2016, we had like the launch and then we had, we were planning our season. We knew what league we were playing in. Um, that was like the official start. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Rodrigo, Sheila. About what questions we should ask. Yeah. Whatever you want to ask. Um, so, uh, tell me what, um, what this pandemic has been like for, uh, the Minneapolis city. Um, you, you, we, I don't know. I mean, everything with, with everything kind of, we've just been trying to follow CDC guidelines and BH guidelines and then what, and then kind of sprinkling in what we think is best too. 
Um, so like, you know, like within those guidelines, if we don't think that 54 people should be within a, in a dome without masks, we kind of implement our own rules to make it safer for our players. Um, obviously our season was canceled. Uh, we couldn't train or anything for a period of time. And then just, we were pretty insistent on being able to do something though. Um, our players were hungry for it. Like we wanted to do like something. So we figured out a way to have these like small sided games in Blaine. Um, fans were allowed, but it was like a really limited number of fans. And we really try to make it like a safe experience for everybody while still trying to give people a taste of live soccer when everything was canceled, like across the board. This was the, uh, the seven V seven intramurals over there. Yeah. Yeah, man, I, I really wanted to get out there and it just it just didn't work out. But I'm but I'm so glad that you guys are able to pull something off. Yeah, I mean, it's it's obviously, you know, like if it wasn't for everybody, um, you know, like we much of our fan base would have been uncomfortable going there. And that's mm-hmm. totally fine and understandable. But we did have like a handful of people that really wanted to do it, felt comfortable doing so, saw the protocols we had in place. And um, yeah, we were we were happy to be able to provide that for them. Very well, nice. so what's do you guys have like a plan for this next year then? Um, I mean, we're hoping that all, all signs are pointing to seasons for our respective leagues are on. Um, obviously, we have to put in some thought again, how to keep players, staff and fans safe. Um, we're just kind of right now, we're just sort of like brainstorming ideas to, you know, whether it's like limiting attendance or I don't really know. Like I know, I know with training, they're wearing masks like throughout their their training process, and we're limiting the number of players there. And then obviously, like anybody that doesn't need to be there isn't there. Um, it'll be a different season for sure. I don't know exactly what that looks like yet. Um, we just kind of have to wait and see how things unfold. But one of the things we're really good at is adapting to to our circumstances. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, we, we talked a little bit about, actually, we talked a lot about the member meeting, uh, so we don't have to like rehash everything necessarily, um, but maybe there's a couple points. I don't know. I know we want to talk about the women's uh, <laughs> involvement in the, in, in the, in the upcoming women's yeah. league. So maybe we can start there. Um, I mean, I don't know, just what, I don't know if the question is, uh, maybe what are we looking at in terms of, I mean, with the pandemic, like Sheila said, looking at a start date probably what in two years um yeah so not not this season but next season ideally Mm -hmm. yeah and what else uh rodrigo you want to jump in i know you got some stuff um (laughs) no i i since um the launching of futures uh, and and the youth development program um how um will having a women's league implement the involvement of that or what is the involvement they're going to be that is it going to be a connection between the minneapolis city and like uh like a girl's version of futures or how is that going to be in order to be able to kind of talk about equity and accessibility yeah yeah um that's a good question i think for us um we, you know, having a women's pipeline is definitely part of the plan. We don't, we don't, and we quite frankly, we can't launch everything all at once. So um, in order to do right by 
not only our women's side, but all of the programs that we have going on, like we, we can't launch like a, a futures equivalent for the women's side just yet. But I definitely think that that's part of the plan. And we want to make sure that we can like work out all the kinks first and then be able to launch that more smoothly. Um, and that was kind of the delay in forming, a, in, in actually like pursuing the women's side to begin with was that we just really wanted to make sure that we did it right and, and throwing everything together and rushing a process isn't really uh, what, what we wanted to do there. But I mean, it's definitely part of the plan to kind of develop both sides. Awesome. So you're talking about with, with the actual first team that would be in some form or another, there'd be a, a developmental yep. uh, development yeah. team or a pipeline. Yeah. I mean, ideally, I mean, if you ask me, this is like my personal opinion, ideally you'd have, we'd, we'd actually mimic what we're doing for the men's side. So ideally we'd have the women's first team, then maybe um, a year or two later, we would launch like a U23 or U19, like reserve squad. Um, and honestly, it depends on what kind of interest level we get for that first team, because right. that that's what prompted the launch for the men's side uh, for like their for the 23s. Um, and then after that, kind of like continuing to, to develop that. I don't know if it would make more sense to like do the women's first team and then go more into like a youth development model and then do the reserve side. I don't know, like the, I don't know how all of that works yet, but ideally it, it, it mimics the, the men's side quite a bit and we're able to execute it all. All I got to say is that uh, it takes three people to vote and make these decisions. And we just to, <laughs> so, so we just gotta go, we just gotta be able to just to keep that in mind. We can, we can make that note, but I, I, I applaud the, the specifically with the, with the coaching staff that you you guys now have, it's um, absolutely yeah. It's, oh yeah, it's it's it's, it's we you know, talked it's about like it. a, a, it's a a great place to be able to do that, and and I'm assuming that a lot of these conversations are, are being fueled through them, uh, so they can have their input and they have mm -hmm. you know their eye on on what what is like to be uh, a women's soccer player, not only at a you know, youth level, but also as a, a collegiate level and, and, and yeah. my pro level, right. A pro level. Yeah. So it's, and having that, I think it's, it's, it's great. And I'm hoping, you know, this comes to the aspect of programming, but as, with programming, you also have to have accessibility. You guys have staff, people have to get paid, you know, that's exactly. one thing to be able to do that. And people have to see that this is an investment, but I'm hoping uh, with the launching of futures, that once it within this these two years you can you uh, these next two coming years it can be uh, an outreach program and the aspect of it to mm -hmm. a much needed um uh at least in the aspect of like uh women's sports and women's soccer in in in, the, in this state yeah um i think that's that's a that's a thing that that needs to happen whether that's reaching out to organizations like that we have we have had on the show like the uh, you know play like a girl or mm -hmm. um kfa or monarchs um all those um organizations that you know they're invested in community work and soccer and um trying to, to figure that out and and because I, I love futsal and that's one of my favorite things I'm, I'm hoping that you know one of those implements in both the futures and whatever else they do or even Minneapolis city is that there's some some sort of futsal um because in in a sense i think that's uh um, one of the things that is a good introduction to to soccer 
lots yeah. of kids play basketball. Lots of kids play basketball. <laughs> they understand what the five e five means, and that's literally how futsal kind of runs. Yeah. Right? They, and and it's a good segue. And there's organizations like TC TC Soul, who's who's been doing a lot of community work in that aspect of it, and are introducing futsal in that manner. And um, and we, it's opening up the gate to to do a lot of that stuff. So I think a lot of things have obviously stopped with the pandemic, but just from being connected to the parks i mean we have a number of abandoned basketball courts here in south minneapolis that can (laughs) easily be turned into futsal courts yeah 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 i don't think that's gonna happen anytime soon. well that's right anytime soon you're you're absolutely right maybe the tennis courts oh yeah there's that too that's true that's usually what it is and and to be honest with you is like i i've been talking with other coaches that i have and we're like so if we go to one of these futsal courts outside and we shovel it out <laughs> how safe do you think that might be able to be if we were able to do stuff out there and we're like that's uh that's a it's a good conversation to have specifically you know do you do you want to play outside in 25 degree weather futsal that that's uh that, that's a conversation to have so i feel like that ball would hurt a lot <laughs> that's when it becomes the uh the the boot ball you just yeah. r- run around passing and scoring your sorrels that's it's a whole other whole other <laughs> game um cool uh how about so let's talk a little bit about the open cup because obviously that did not happen <laughs> and we were very excited by by the kind of this dream prospect of of minneapolis city getting through however many rounds they would need to to then play minnesota united at yeah. allianz field which i just it sounds amazing in my mind Doesn't and it? yeah yeah I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll throw it to you but uh what are, are you all planning? Just kind of assuming that yeah. things are just going to pick up where they left off? Yeah. I mean, um, we do know that we'll be in the 2021 Open Cup. What that looks like, we don't know. We have okay. heard some rumblings of um, some leagues that are not participating. So that obviously changes the makeup of the U.S. Open Cup. Um, but I think, I mean, I think like, I think it would be awesome to play forward Madison. Um, I think it would be very optimistic to assume that we would win that game. <laughs> but um, I, I think, I mean, and United now, yeah, I mean, I, I think, I think playing forward Madison would be one of those, like, we're just happy to be here type thing. It would be so fun. It'd be like yeah. the two most interesting, fun, yeah. amazing, ridiculous teams, like going at it. It'd be, be a party. It'd be, super It'd be fun. a party. It would be super fun. Um, And then the United thing is interesting because we try to play them like in a, in a scrimmage or um, training match or something. We try to play them every year anyway. So Mm -hmm. it is interesting that like sometimes open cup, you end up playing somebody like that you would just play anyway. So I actually really like the idea of playing forward Madison and like obviously playing at Allianz would be amazing. Um, but forward Madison would be sweet. I would hope that we don't have like some draw that's like, you're going to play against Med City because what a fart of a moment, you know? <laughs> God. What, no Detroit? Come on. Well, I don't know. I don't know that they would be eligible. Yeah. Because they switched the league and then... Right. They moved up, right? I think, right? Yeah, they, they're playing in Nisa, so... But but Detroit would be fun. It would be awesome to go back there. Um, that's a freaking party too. That was amazing. But I don't know. We'll see what happens. 
It'll be interesting. Right uh, Rodrigo and, uh, and Sheila, any other things before I go to some other questions here from, uh, from tweeters? Let's go to one of the questions for Twitter and then we can circle back. Uh. Well, this one comes from one Dr. Stroopwaffle. Oh, I wonder who yes. that is. Yes. <laughs> Which basically they were, uh, I think one of the, I don't remember how the thread started, but keeping keeping somebody in line, I think was the line. And he, he asked, <laughs> how does she keep me in line? And how would someone theoretically be not kept in line by these strategies? Um, <laughs> Sounds like something you guys need to work out on your own time, perhaps. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, you cannot tame a feral cat. And that is, um, that is much of Dan. But we all have a little bit of feral cat in us and we all need a little, I think that's what makes us fun and special is we're all a little crazy. Absolutely. But. <laughs> this comes from at Goldfish Fibers, the amazing and, and wonderful Doreen. Uh, what are the best pies? Mm, depends on the day. Mm -hmm. um, I'm gonna go with, for today, banana cream. Um, those don't hold up in the summer all that well. So I'm assuming, um, you know, like if we had like a bake sale, I would welcome any sort of apple or berry pie. Um, hand pies are great. Uh, Potter's pasties are amazing. And I, th yeah, I think that's, that's my answer. Uh, perhaps, some, perhaps some tamales. Yes. I don't know. I mean, that doesn't count as hot. I, I but got you the hookup. Yes. Yes. Um, I, I actually really want to have a tamale night. And pie oh. is like just kind of one of those things that I welcome. We can, we any can, day. We can make that happen. We can. Yeah, yeah I really want to have a tamale. Got the tamale. <laughs> He's got the tamale hookup. Like so in far, the house. Raving, raving reviews in house. Raving reviews yes. in house. So. Um, uh, she has a few more. She, she got a, a, com a combination of questions of here. Does. Uh, yes. So speaking of tamales, we can jump from tamales to tacos. You brought mm -hmm. this up as well. You are the taco connoisseur. Will there be a taco bar at matches in the future times? Wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> we went, I actually went to um, an Indy 11 game a few years ago. I mean, more than a few years ago, but they, their supporters group had like a taco bar set up. It was, it kicked so much ass. I awesome. would love to do something like that. If we had like enough people buying into that. That would be so cool. I have a pitch for you. You can take this to Dan <laughs> as well. So, so check it out. I, I have not actually had a Trejo taco because they're only there in Southern California, but uh, a few of our, one of our mutual friends actually has, and he said they're just amazing and really easy to make vegetarian, vegan, all that good stuff too. So here's the deal. We need to somehow get Danny Trejo to sponsor and maybe set up a, uh, a taco truck or, or a location in and around. And then I, here's what I want. Like, I know you guys make the most amazing kits anyway. Mm -hmm. So maybe like the third, fourth, fifth, whatever kit is just like Danny Trejo as machete, shirt open with the tattoo, and then get the Minneapolis city crest. <laughs> you had me until you started talking about kits. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I was. I was on board until. I'm, I'm trying to tie it all together. You got the Danny Trejo kit plus the actual um, Danny Trejo tacos. Again, there. I see three people on this, and all it takes to make something happen <laughs> is a raise and a second for a member vote. Uh, all I all I gotta say is like you know tacos are great, 
I think, but you know, um, but I, I think this is the bougie part of me, uh, because you know, tacos, um, but I judge uh, places that sell taco by the but it by if and what the horchata tastes like, so mm. so uh, so that would be one one thing that that would do, do, but I also think you know, like, there's so many local businesses that are willing to do stuff like that, like. I keep thinking of the egg roll queen. I don't know if you guys know of the egg roll queen here in St. Paul, but makes amazing egg rolls. And like at Como Park High School, she's she's done it. She's come a couple of times for a couple of the of Easter Watches games. And like literally, there's more people at the egg roll than they are in the stands buying food. That it's it's one of those things where like it would be great to be able to have a a rotating. Um, kind of like sort of what Allianz kind of mm-hmm. does, but just have like one rotating vendor or a couple of rotating vendors that, that they would come. And I know that has to do with rules, like, you know, laws and all the other stuff and permits and all the other stuff, but, you know, dream big, right? In a sense, that do would they, be great. Does so, the Egg Roll Queen have a food truck? Yeah. Uh, can you send me her info? We'd love I to will, have her. I will, I will, I will, I will do so after. Yeah, we, we usually do have um, at least one food truck at every game. So we, and we try to support like the, you know, like a smaller independent food truck. So I, we're always taking recommendations. If she, if she'd be willing to come out, we'd love to have her. I, I would, I would imagine there's probably some crews like that around. Uh, I mean, there's like Taco Taxi and there's, there's little places around yeah. South Minneapolis that yeah. do that kind of thing as well. Um, I was trying, I was just thinking, listening to you all talking, like some of the best tacos I've ever had. My my partner's family are from a really small village in, in Guanajuato, maybe a thousand people. That even seems like <laughs> she laughs. Sorry, <laughs> way less. I, I thought so. One hundred. Let's let's just knock off a zero. It's very small. You you would, nobody knows. Um, but they're not too far from Leon. Leon would be like the big city closest. In any case, there's always like one or two. Uh, older folks just on the street making their their tacos or their their um their uh, there's a baked version as well that's just spectacular and and those things just blew me away i mean they're unbelievable unbelievable when, when i was what comal you know i was yeah, we in cuernavaca and i got to go to the cuernavaca market and my exposure of of tacos have been very limited at that point but when i walked into this mercado and like I saw the zillion colors of tortillas made out of zillion different things. I was like, "Where am I? And and what do I need to do to kind of like get a taste of everything?" It was to just, eat it all. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, you know, I know I know I'm gonna pay for it later, right? But I was like, as a tourist, I'm gonna pay for it later, and I'm okay with it making that investment. But I was like, I want to just to stay and just eat all that. So yeah. Right on. Well, a few more questions here, and we'll wrap wrap this up for you, but. Uh, um, I was kind of just wondering what's what's kind of your experience been as as a woman kind of in the sporting space and and working for a a uh, semi professional team and and just all of that and and, yeah. and having all the responsibilities you do because again you do so much you know. Um, I mean to be quite frank, it's pretty challenging sometimes. I, I it's a male it is absolutely a male dominated industry. Um, there's quite a bit of a sense to like prove myself amongst my male colleagues. Um, I will say that Minneapolis city, like as, as our own little crew has been more than welcoming, like really propped me up and like gave me a voice here, but outside of the club, like league interactions, other team interactions, fan interactions, media interactions, it's been, it, it has not always been easy to 
often be like overlooked or, or discredited as a woman. Mm -hmm. Um, but it also speaks a lot to the club itself and kind of just like, you know, you guys know, but we, you know, like we added two women onto our coaching staff, but they've always been very, uh, passionate about having different perspectives, whether that comes from, you know, like a different gender or people of color, like we're always trying to like have that diversity. Um, and it really speaks a lot to them to, to be able to really give me a seat at that, at the table and welcome it, like seek it out, not just like, sure, you can sit with us, but like, please, Sarah, like, what do you think about this? And I think I really value that. And it's made me stick around for the long haul. Awesome. Um, uh, I think we kind of covered, head oh, out. go ahead. I'm right. going to, I need to head out. Thank you so much, Sarah. It was great yeah. to meet you. Bye Sheila. Nice to meet you. Thanks Sheila. Bye. I think we, Br Bridget had something about uh, community plans and, and the Minneapolis city landscape. I think we kind of touched on that unless there's anything else you, you kind of wanted to add. Um, I don't think so. I mean, we, we had somebody kind of helping out with our community efforts, Brendan Doyle, he's been great at, at building relationships with yeah. like, Brendan is I know, great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he's, he's working really hard to, to build those relationships. We're really looking forward to kind of expanding um, mm -hmm. what we've, what we've already done, like both with soccer community stuff, but also just the Minneapolis community in yeah. general. Yeah. But Brendan's got like, he's, he's so smart and intelligent. Like every time he talks to me, I'm like, okay, it's like, how are you this smart and intelligent and seeing it? And I'm like 20 years old. <laughs> but no, no, that, that, that's it. That that's energy, a man. Point. Youthful yeah. energy. Yeah. I know. It's like, it's like not only soccer mind related, but like uh, otherwise, no, that, that's been great. Um, can you, is it possible for you to be able to kind of uh, break down what the futures and like the, I feel like I want to say factions, like in some sort of like token. <laughs> Uh, you know like what factions are they are of, of uh, instead of like you know uh communities but um can it's like can you just my neighborhood of, yeah mm -hmm. just just kind of break it down just in case like not everyone has had a, a an understanding of how this is going to work and what the yeah. plan is for that it's a good one um i will do my best um it, it, i'm maybe not the like the totally right person for it but i think i'm familiar enough with the program um so it's actually um very similar to what we did with the seven V seven fall league with our first and second teams. So um, there's going to be four teams each named after a neighborhood um, in, in Minneapolis. So there's uh, Powderhorn AFC, Northeast Wanderers. Uh, what are the other ones? Riverside Rovers and uh, near North or nice. is it, is, is it just North? It might be, it might just be north. You're kind of testing remember. your you're testing yeah. yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but, but the, the, it'll be like a seven v seven small sided game. Um, the idea is that it it is a supplement to whatever program they're already involved in. So we're not taking them away from their existing youth club. Um, it's just a it's a additive. So it's it's meant to provide them additional training, like give them exposure to high level environments. They'll they'll train with. Uh, the first and second teams occasionally. So like the idea is really to give them that professional-ish experience mm -hmm. without stealing them away from their youth club. Cause we, I mean, we don't, we want those clubs to succeed too. There's, there's a space for that and we don't want to replace that. We just want to kind of add to it. 
Right. But then the bonus is they're still there in that talent pool if, you know, yeah, need yeah, to pull yeah. and so pull totally. somebody in. So it's a yeah. semblance of an ODP kind of style. Like... A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's good I got to get that powder horn jersey. That's 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 on the list. <laughs> you I love and it. Kits. I mean, you and kids. Jeez. I, I man, I've slowed down. Believe me, I've I've, I've slowed down. <laughs> she, she she could confirm <laughs> it was it been out of control for a while. But that's one of them where it's to the point now where I'm, when I'm at powder horn, which is frequently, especially now with sledding and and I see the uh, the little I don't know. It's the gazebo, right? Mm-hmm. And with the gazebo and the colors, like now I think about the kit. I think I about the jersey. Yeah. Like, I have to just have that automatic association. <laughs> Nothing is by accident, Eric. That's nope, all purposeful. Nope. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah. It's part and, of the marketing, yeah. Eric. Yeah. I was gonna say that, that's <laughs> why you all are so brilliant at it. You just yeah. you, you hook me. I'm 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 the <laughs> I'm the bass. I'm the fish. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's not there's yeah. not a ton of you, but there's there's a good handful of it. <laughs> they they threw out the treble hook and they just yeah. you in. That's what it yeah. was. <laughs> well, I think that's all I have for for this portion. Um if if you're available and you're you're more than welcome to stick around, but uh, I think we'll we'll take a little break here, and I will just say once again, obrigado. Thank you, Sarah, for joining us, and uh, hopefully we'll have you again, and we can talk more a little yeah. about uh, Minneapolis City in 2021. Yeah, as I'd love to. We, we see how things kind of go since <laughs> things are still all over the place. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, I, I like your. I think I don't think we were recording when you talked uh -uh. about beige. <laughs> <laughs> you said you said it's a, it's a great quote because you said everything is beige because I'll let you finish. Every I mean it's just kind of fine. It's I don't I don't love what's happening right now. I don't hate it. I'm not miserable, but it's just kind of beige. Like it just kind of exists, and I don't know what else to say. You know, like yeah, I don't know. <laughs> beige. Are you are you saying it's corduroy? Is that what is that? Is that... I love corduroy. <laughs> so no beige, Rodrigo, beige. Um, I, guess, all right. I, would go, I would go with like if you're doing like a textile i would say like micro suede or something like wow <laughs> look at you getting no fancy that's awesome it's just turning um, into a whole other podcast now yes. yeah which usually does anyways so sarah what is uh what if people want to reach out to you what is the Thank best you. way yes. they can do that on social media or yeah any other way, so. um social media is probably the best so i don't have to spell out my name on here but um I am and kittens on Twitter. So A-N-D-K-I-T-T-E-N-S. One of the best um, handles out there. <laughs> well, thank you. It really um, is. Yeah. You guys were talking earlier about um, like people recognizing you from social media and how it's kind of this like stalker thing. Somebody came up to me at an Arsenal watch party years ago and they were like, you're Ann Kittens? Like, oh my God, you're so funny. And then all of a sudden I felt all this pressure to be super funny and I didn't know what to do because I'm, I don't think that I am. And I think I'm They're very awkward. Yeah. I'm like, wait, like, I felt like I was just like put on the spot to say something hilarious. And I think I just left. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, back, like I backed out and just kind of like left mm. the local and I didn't know what else to do. But um, it, Okay. Cause since you shared that story, um, this is my MJ introduction. Um, and MJ has been on this show before, mm -hmm. uh, and and some people do know who MJ is. I I, I for my birthday years ago, uh, we went to is it a local to watch a Bayern Munich and Real Madrid final, uh, and I was like I was like you know it's my first time going to Bayern, and I it was for my birthday. My wife brought my wife, went all out, and then randomly someone comes up to me and taps me on my shoulder, and he goes, "Are you Rodrigo?" 
And I'm like, in my head, like 13 million scenarios came up. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> right? like, if I say yes, does this need to, to do I need to leave? Do I do mm-hmm. need to leave? How do I assess the situation? And that was the, one of those moments where I was like, I was like, dang, people actually listen to the, or read the things that I say <laughs> on social media. And I'm like, I was like, oh no. And like, and so like there was this off. So it was, it was a great, it was great meeting MJ. But then like, it was like one of those things like, do I leave? Do I stay? Mm-hmm. How do I? You know, do I have to say something funny? Do I have to say something smart in the aspect yeah. of soccer? Or can I just how do I be, behave now? <laughs> you know, can I yeah, yeah. Can I drink six beers and a couple of shots of of, of whatever and then yell at the TV like I really want to do? I mean, how do I mm-hmm. behave? So yeah, it's a great point. Yep. Well, I think um if and when we do meet Rodrigo in person, like at a game or something, you don't have to worry about any of that with me. You can do all of the things. You can drink six six beer, you can yell at the TV, you can do it. I'll probably be doing the same thing. So, and I and I won't be doing anything funny and until like somebody puts me on the spot. But. Oh, that you know that brings up a, a one more thing before we, we let you go. Um, mm-hmm. Let's assume that things are the way they are now, and and everybody, you know, we're, we're still not getting the vaccines as quick as we as we need to, <laughs> and we can't have we can't have the things we want to have. Sarah, is is there a possibility that if the teams are playing, that there would be some kind of a, a televised or streaming kind of service so that people yeah. could still participate and watch? Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely hope that there's live soccer. Um, mm-hmm. If there's not, I mean, we, we do record all of them. So we have, we have them streamed. Um, I think they're live. Yeah. Like it's on my Kuju. I it's, it's live stream. So, I mean, there would be an opportunity to watch at home or, you know, put together like a small watch party or something, but I'm really hopeful for live soccer. Cause God damn right. it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Very cool. Oh, and we should mention at MPLS city SC mm-hmm. for the team itself. And yeah, again, thank you very much. Yeah. It's been fun guys. Yep. There's thank one you. Thing that, I, that, that I think we should try to work on because I have athletes too. And they're making athletes now when they're going to practice or play games wear a mask. Mm-hmm. Someone needs to come up with like a Minneapolis City sports mask that you can actually wear and actually not have to have so much issues with it. So that's the big thing right now. So I'm gonna yeah. put that on, on, on the next meeting. I'm gonna put that on the <laughs> going on the agenda. Going on the agenda. Thank you so All much, right. Sarah. Yeah, Thank thanks you. guys. Bye. Hi, this is Lisa Watch, and no, you must be tuning because I am definitely not blessing your ears in this podcast. Anyways, back to the Minnesota football show. All right, we are back on the Minnesota football show. Thanks again to Sarah Schreier. It was a great interview and great to have her join. Um, okay, let's jump into just a few things. I'm Not a lot has happened. Obviously, MLS is, is off. However, last week on the 29th, there were some uh, rumblings, we should say maybe, around the, uh, the CBA, the Collective Bargaining Agreement, where MLS decided to invoke a force majeure. Basically, um, I'm just going to read from it here. It obligates parties to negotiate modifications to the existing Collective Bargaining Agreement in good faith for 30 days, blah, blah, blah. So basically, this, they negotiated the agreement last year under COVID circumstances, trying to protect the players, trying to make sure they were getting paid. And it all worked out in the end. And it was supposed to go up through this year. 
And MLS management is basically kind of blowing this up, which does not seem like the best thing to be doing, especially though we're still under the pandemic. The, the Players Association kind of association responded in kind. Um, they are not happy with it, obviously. Um, this action sets in motion a process that could result in the league and its owners abandoning the existing contract, blah, blah, blah. Comes in advance of any negotiations of many players enjoying time away from their loved ones. We didn't even mention that, all the time spent away from their families while they were in the bubble and, and just protecting themselves. It's, it's kind of a lot, and it just seems kind of like a kind of like an assholey thing to do when you're in the middle of the pandemic. But uh, I'll throw it to you, Rodrigo. Billionaires want to make money. <laughs> and they didn't yeah. and they didn't make money this season which was something like like we all understand the level of perhaps i don't want to say importance but level of release sports provides for for people and um and that's and that's great um but i but this was a decision prior to covid that was made in the aspect of like a contract, right? If we wanted to play an MLS season, it wasn't on, it was a decision that the, that the owners and the players came to it. And the owners knew that they weren't going to make the money they're going to make. And as much as a business decision, this is, this makes this literally to me personally, doesn't look good on the league to be able to hold out. because we were holding out for a while to be able to uh, see not only, I think one of the highlights was, um, of the last collective bargaining agreement was not only like what veteran players would be getting kind of money and, and how the young players would be uh, um, compensated, but also their, their, their level of commitment or the level of play. Um, and I think, you know, it's, it's, I remember Christian Ramirez tweeting about healthcare, right? It was like, well, what about healthcare, right? What, what about what, you know, what are we doing for this aspect of it? Right. And, and, you know, one of the one of the representatives, Eric Miller, was also very um, adamant about certain things that they, they needed to work out, and 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 we get it, right? Like it's a business; people are here to make money. You billionaires want to make more money, uh, but after some of the requirements and some of the things that happened through this through this COVID season, it just doesn't seem like it's in good faith. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, my that's... thing. I agree. I just it just seems extra shitty to like pile it on on top. Right. Of I mean, like specifically, if you if you find out that twenty percent of the players who played in this league and not the bubble, let's make that dif let's make that differentiation. The yep. bubble tournament is a different. It's like a different season, yep. right? Because the league is a different thing. The league play was a different thing. A twenty percent of those players involved playing in the league contracted COVID in some sort of way. Right. That's you know that's a good chunk number and. As much as you, you people are saying that, well, uh, the owners did everything they could and the owners, you know, provided situations and it's, and it's, and it's uh, there's some responsibility for the players to take care of those. Yes, that's true. But the owners also could have said, no, we'll take this year as a loss and not play at all. Uh, and so if you if you cho if you chose to make money, then you and you kind of have to uh, figure that that aspect aspect out that there's going to be something that you have to give and i feel that the owners felt that they gave more than they should and in reality i i, I side more with the players that they gave up more than they should have so definitely yeah we to be clear we stand in solidarity with the players absolutely do you think rodrigo this could uh, lead to a strike yeah i think so 
I think that there's, there's, I mean, it almost led to one last time. So, and mm-hmm. you know, it was literally up to the last minute, right? And I think uh, this will, this, I think now because this is the second time in what nine months, a year, or the third time, <laughs> it's like I, I've lost track. It's, it's, it's know, does too. not gonna, it's not gonna look uh, great for for ownership that they that they that that this is going to be something that they're going to be doing every year, right? Yep. I mean, that was the whole point of it was to, was to get through a couple of years and they just blew it up. <sighs> All right. Well, in some other MLS news, there's again, not a whole lot and there's so much more happening in nationally and internationally that uh, <laughs> there's been lots of distractions, but um, we can touch on a couple of these points. Greg Vanny is the new coach at LA galaxy. I don't think anybody was terribly surprised about that. He he's moving from Toronto back to LA. LA was, is where he's from. Uh, he, he made his name at playing as a player in LA galaxy many years ago. So it's kind of a, a big homecoming. Um, so good for him. We'll see what they can do. Uh, galaxy had a pretty dismal season, uh, this season. So I know they want to kind of try and build that name back up because it, it does carry some weight in this league and they certainly have a long history. So we'll see what happens there. And, but now yeah. Toronto is open. So it's kind yeah. of I think what's going to happen. The there. only like good news that's related to LA Galaxy is the fact that Sebastian's, um, is it Leggett or Jaget or Leggett? Leggett. I'm right? not sure. I'm I I'm not sure. I'm Look, sure I'm, I'm I'm just I'm I'm just I just I just like that you know her fiance Becky G is a part owner of the of the women's soccer team that's coming to to LA. Becky and G, I'm, the uh, the singer, the musician. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, Becky G's part owner. Yeah. Yeah, if you um, I don't know I if you watched her... it. You did? Well, she she was at the um, uh, Los Dells. She performed oh. there the first year where we were there, and we were doing all the interviews. And I mean, at the time, I didn't know her, and I just happened to be in the press tent and said hi and talked to her for like thirty seconds. Yeah, Becky G. <laughs> Becky G. Yeah, no, Becky G. Like is only not only part owner, but like, um, if you um, I don't know if you follow or listen to the show or watch the show, the MLS Call Up. With Susanna uh, and, and and Jillian, great thing. Like mm. they have so many, but uh, in their last episode, they did like the top ten things that happened to them, and it's where they had like a full blown interview with Becky G and the aspect of like the women's soccer team that's being uh, brought to NWSL and all the other stuff, and because she's a part owner, and how that. So it's really interesting. Like it's, she's she's done some some cool. good work community wise based that way. So nice nice um on the other coaching side this is this comes as absolutely no surprise because we talked about it a few weeks ago where there was the mass confusion where alonso thought he was being fired well yes he is officially fired now so he's gone um and Good. so there's there's yeah there's um the englishman i i can't think of his name right now uh there's talk of of him taking over he's the former English women's national team coach. I can't think of his name right now, Rodrigo. Do you remember? Uh, we're on the same boat. I, I know who you're talking about. I just can't think of the I name can't. at the moment. But continue talking and I'll find it. Yeah, sure. Um, so he's. I think he's the contender right now. And it seems like that's what we're talking about. Uh, so actually, I put out a thing asking, well, who should be the next coach at Miami? And the first person that I thought of was a person that we talk about on this program quite a bit. Uh, in fact, the last episode two weeks ago, his name came up, and that's uh, Roger Machado, who was the former Bahia coach that was uh, an amazing uh, coach there, an amazing uh, activist, 
uh, anti-racist activist and also environmental justice activist there in Bahia in 2019, since fired because, you know, outspoken man of African descent apparently is, is too much in the in the Brazilian league. Uh, he'd be great in Miami, you know, it'd be, it'd be great to have a, another person of color as, as a coach in MLS. He's a really awesome coach and he'd be, I mean, he'd be welcomed with open arms, I would imagine, into the Black Players for Change or somehow working with Black Players for Change. Um, I don't know how, I don't know if it'll happen. I, I, I don't know how good his English is, but again, it's Miami. I, th I think he'd be fine. Um, but anyway, that, that, that's my suggestion. No, I, I think it's a valid. I mean, that, that, that coach needs to find a place to coach, whether it's somewhere else or uh, outside of Brazil or whether it's, it's – and MLS provides that avenue for people to do that. Uh, I think the person mm -hmm. we're referring to that's been rumored is Phil Neville. That's right. Yes. Thank you. So, um, But, yeah, no, I, I think there's coaching opportunities and um, the, the need specifically in this league to have more coaches of color uh is is specifically needed uh we have the you know we have colorado we have miami not miami we have dallas we have other places that are that are, that are embracing that and are doing that and hiring within uh but you know that's not that's not all over the place and so like you have the andres yep. as well too but so it's, it's a trend and i wish there'd be more of that right and so hopefully yep. there will be uh, i'm not saying that the mls you have a uh, a Rooney rule when it comes to interviewing coaches, but um, maybe something to that degree <laughs> where um, that, that that's something that's giving people opportunity to do so. So, yeah. Yep. Uh, Mark McKenzie from the Philadelphia Union. He's headed to, is it Jank or Jank? Genk? I'm not sure. It's, it's in, they're the, they're in the Belgian first division. They're, they're quite really good team. I think they're number two right now in the, in the first division. Uh, $6 million transfer. Pretty good for him. And, and Yank or Jank, however you pronounce it, uh, they're very much like a feeder team, a lot into the Bundesliga and sometimes like Liga and even the Premier League. So um, there's talk that he may not be there for very long and he might get looks from some of the other larger European leagues. So good on him. Uh, Minnesota United, uh, not a lot happening. It's, it's kind of the quiet times right now. Uh, Will Trap officially announced. Yay. I mean, we already it's covered it. No, no big surprise there. I, I thought this was an interesting quote from, from Heath. He says, uh, quote, having spoken with him at length, uh, only back up Quote: will made it very clear from the outset that he, that this was the only club he wanted to go to having spoken with him at length. I know he's incredibly excited unquote, which is kind of interesting that it was, it was Minnesota or bust apparently. <laughs> Which seems to be like the template for every interview of new player that we get. Right? Yeah, 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 exactly. I didn't want to play anyone else. I was like, maybe nobody else wanted to pay you. I guess. <laughs> right. <laughs> We're the only ones that called. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We like the cold weather. <laughs> uh, Hassani Dotson gets his call to the uh, U23 camp. So congratulations. Good for yeah. him. That'll be Deserved. awesome. Absolutely. Uh, the, the, the big one that dropped on the 6th. Uh, yeah, I think so. I don't know. This, this week has been out of control. Uh, Kevin Molino, as we talked about last time, we, we weren't sure what was going to happen, except that he said goodbye on, on Instagram and Columbus crew apparently have signed him. So bye-bye hot boy. And, and a lot of people were surprised by that move. And I think we talked about it in the show a lot that if, if Molino was to go somewhere else, he needed to go where to a place where there is a creative number 10, right? And in MLS, there isn't, there aren't that, 
number tens that stand out besides you know Toronto, the crew, uh, now Minnesota got, United. Yes, you know, I was gonna say you got to include us too. Yeah. Yeah, and so like, and so then 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 you knew that those were the options if they were out there. Now I, right. I haven't read anything or I, I I don't know what the the pay will be like or what the structure was, and it probably has to do with more years. I think there's other factors at play. Maybe he just then maybe it's the time commitment or maybe it's just that he just didn't want to he wanted to change the scenery whatever whatever we do is just i think this um this is probably one of the biggest losses for minnesota united at least in this in, in the mls era you know we were all talking agree. last year about darwin quintero leaving right and doing the darwin quintero thing saying that it was not coming back and now kevin molino opens up opportunities for other players to step into that left wing since that seems to be the Bermuda triangle of players, <laughs> right? You just need someone to go there no matter what. And, and, and let's so, just give it to Sarah. She's got the experience. <laughs> we could do that. We could do that. But, uh, but you know, that opens up possibilities for people to step up, right. And changes uh, the dynamic of, of, of the, uh, the 11 at the moment. So what do you think? Okay. So how, we don't know yet the figure, but do you, do you think they're paying him that much more? Um, I, I think it might be an idea of uh, length of contract, maybe uh-huh. in a combination with maybe uh, certain um, incentives that he needs to do. Like, you know, like there might be certain incentives. I, I don't know. I mean, like uh, I think we, we Minnesota had a, had a window to do, negotiation but they didn't do yep. it right and then in that in built in the the 15 percent bump race for what he was making and i think sure that didn't really set well and there and it just might be it's like you know who doesn't want to go play for a a a league champion right yeah the champs the champs yeah. Yeah, absolutely and, and maybe that's i think you're hitting on it there maybe even if it were about the same amount or just a little bit of a bump the fact that he doesn't have to be the guy, it doesn't even have to necessarily be the starter and he can just kind of, you know, come in and come out and get paid the same amount. Maybe that's a part of it too. You know, he doesn't right. have to and, just and, constantly and play, be on the field. And you play in a team who has a proven number 10 that. Yeah. That's what I mean. They're stacked. They MVP have left wings. Player. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's kind of sad. It, I, I think. I, you said it. it. It it certainly hurts us <laughs> more more than more than uh, the, the benefit there for them, perhaps. But uh, such is the game. Such is the game. Yeah, I mean, it opens up the opportunity for ha- if we want to to have a a young um, player on the left that can absorb and communicate and and learn from that position, and we could develop in a sense, right? But who knows? Yeah, too bad. Too bad we don't have a uh, a young Uruguayo with some mate that uh, that could do something like that. Just it's just too bad. <laughs> yeah, we, we loaned that player. We loaned that yeah. player out already. So apparently, yeah. did we loan him? No, I'm joking. I'm oh, joking. you're joking. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's breaking. If that's true, I, so many rumors. Let's talk about Marta because this is pretty big. Um, on January 3rd, officially officially engaged to Tony Presley, also from the Orlando Pride, uh, defensive player. Uh, they've been apparently been in a relationship for a while. I, I think a lot of us are just learning this now, but good oh, on man. them for. I love I love that. Um, when it came on my Instagram feed, I was like, yes, 
Yeah. Love. It was awesome because and I, think, uh, I follow Marta on Instagram and like I've seen some of the stuff that she does and how, you know, everything. And so like I, I, I knew part of, you know, she keeps majority of her private life private, but there's, right. there, there's gaps and moments where you see that. And I'm like, this is great. I mean, Marta, is, if not my favorite, you know, all time player, um, um, you know, to be able to see that, you know, love triumphs and love is there and, and, and do that for it specifically is I think it's great. Totally agreed. I, I think the only thing I would add is, you know, this this is just another couple and engagement situation in NWSL and in women's soccer land here in the U.S. Um, it, it's still obviously widely celebrated and widely congratulated. Uh, but what I was going to posit is in Brazil, this was really big because uh, it's not that often that you have like a lesbian power couple situation kind of like this. And uh, it was it was big. I mean, you don't you don't see that kind of a headline like blasting across every single paper, every single uh, uh, TV news headline. You know, it's so kind of kind of breaking some ground there, which is which is cool. Good to see. No, I, I agree. The impact that that must have had at, at home in Brazil and in other parts of Latin America, I think that 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 is that is that is a step in the in the direction that is needed. So. Yeah. Should we just keep rolling? I think we can just get, get through the internationals let's just, here. Let's just do, let's just do it. it. Let's just do it. Um, this was Leeds. Oh, the Leeds promotion story. This was more for Bridget. I don't know if you want to talk on it. I, I don't remember all of it, but it was, it was an interview with a, a woman talking about the only reason Leeds United was promoted was because of COVID. And then there was a lot of attacks on, on this person and, on, and a lot of uh, sex and sexism and misogyny kind of thrown away. Apparently it, it, typical, internet uh, conversations like it just devolved and and got really ugly really fast um i i missed a lot of it but uh i wasn't sure back when we, why we started the notes like a week ago that bridget wasn't going to be here by the way we should mention we 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 wish bridget a speedy recovery she had a, a minor surgery on the ankle and uh, she's it looks like she's in good spirits and recovering well so hope to have her back soon yep Likewise, um, I'm not too like you. I'm not too well known, but I do know that the when the the criticism was was being put out there, um, they were like, "Well, if this person does it, why can't this other person do it?" And it came down to like patriarchy, right? And the aspect yeah. of like, uh, you know, uh, like especially what Sarah was talking to earlier was, you know, like um, having a, a woman in in this male dominated sport. Uh, um, the entities and the barriers that they have to jump to in order to be able to be heard or acknowledged in the sense, right? Stuff that needs to or, go away. Or, or, or in this case, you are heard and then it's just right. like pile on, pile on, pile right, on. Right, right. And so like, it's, it's, it's that, you know, it's the whole thing again, right? And so like, um, I think that's, that's, that's unfortunate. And unfortunately, I don't think it's going to go away until like we really have a, a core conversation. You know, I remember two years ago, Three years ago, or whenever FIFA adopted the, the racist, no, no, to say no to racism thing, you know, like we were gradually getting better. And I think we finally need to start acknowledging that this is something that we need to go ahead and, and, and continue, specifically with women who work in media. Well said. Shafiq uh, Wainsey, this, this happened on the 30th. Uh, December 30th, this, this club, man, this, ugh, the, just the things that this football club has gone through like the past, however many years, it, 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 there's just this, this list of make it stop. So to, to remind people, this, this is the team that 
had the plane crash. How long has it been now? Two years? Three years? Three years, right? I can't remember. It, yeah, that sounds about right. I think it's and, about three or so, yeah. Yeah, and, and most of the team uh, tragically and sadly perished in the, in the crash and they had to go through the whole rebuild and, and they were they were guaranteed through Sebefi not to be relegated as, as they were rebuilding and just, just everything. I mean, it's just so sad. Well, on the 30th, they lost their, their president of the club to COVID-19. It's just, as I'm saying, it's just like another thing to, to add on to the tragedy this, this poor club has to go through, man. It's like, it's heartbreaking. <sighs> we'll just sigh. Um. I'll throw this one to you, Rodrigo. <laughs> you, you want to talk about this. So Guarani, let's talk a little about, about Guarani. And uh, what's his name? Raul Bobadilla. Bobadilla. Yeah, go ahead. Take it. <laughs> so apparently Raul Bobadilla, um, as the tweet says, caused controversy while playing for, his, for uh, Guarani uh, in Paraguay. Um, he scored a dramatic late goal. And as in... Um, as he was celebrating, he took off his jersey, and then somehow his shorts he, came off. He kept going. He kept <laughs> like, on just taking done. clothes off, and it was like, I don't. It was like I don't know. It was like a pay per view thing or like a <laughs> Red Shoe Diaries thing. I don't. I don't. I don't. And like, apparently, decided to go birthday suit, um, <laughs> and expose himself and. Um, you know, uh, I think one of the things that he was talking is like, I hope my wife didn't see that. And so after the game, so it's like one of these crazy things that happens in like in, in pandemic times. Apparently we are we, we lose the 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 attention span and we don't realize that people are actually watching what we do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Do you think that uh, Luis Amarilla is watching this game and like, oh, I need to write a new closet in my contract. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Yikes. if we if 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 we're working on a contract with him, I think that's probably something that should be um, <laughs> that should be written in the in I don't know. Maybe he can write it into his incentives. I have no idea. Right? <laughs> the Minnesota United is going to make him wear like suspenders underneath his shirt. Right, keep, right, keep, right, keep right, right, right. I will score twenty five goals, but in addition, I want to do this. You know. Yeah. <laughs> oh yikes! Uh, on the EPL side, this is coming from last week. Um, I don't know if we, we don't have to go through, oh, I put the dummy run, uh, Aston Villa. That, that was a pretty goal. I actually put that one up on the, on the social media. They lose to Manchester United two to one, but man, that dummy, dummy run. And then the shot on the goal, that would a Traore. That was an awesome goal. The one I actually watched this match. This was, um, Brighton aforementioned Dan Hodeman, who runs the Minneapolis city. He played for Brighton, in fact. So his Brighton three versus, what looked like Portugal, but turns out is Wolves, three. Uh, full Chio Nuno, like they, they came out in the full, in the full uh, Seleção Portuguesa. I mean, they, they, they just straight up did, did the Portugal kit, which is like, all right. Like, <laughs> and it looks pretty cool, but it's like, who's playing here? Is it Portugal or is it the Wolves? I, I think we need to have like, I think you, you and Bridget should just have a, since we have a section of our, our wonderful podcast about racism in football, we, you guys need to have like a kit related news, newswire thing. Well, I, I, it was just so kind of shocking and surprising. Like, 
you know, I turned on the TV and had to check myself. I'm like, wait, is, is this a national team play? And what's happening here? <laughs> um, it, it was actually a really good match. Wolves pretty much dominated this match. It was three to one at one point. And uh, credit to Brighton. They were able to come back and score two more to get this thing tied at 3-3. Three, three. Uh, I'll ask you this, Rodrigo. If, if there is a trend now with managers from a certain nation to push their club into basically wearing some version of their national team as, as the kit, are we going to have the England, uh, England Adrian Heath Minnesota United kit here next year where they're going to either do like, like the all red or what's the other one? The, the white shirts and, and right. blue shorts. Right. I mean, um, even, 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 I mean, he could, he could, we could just have an Everton push related kit. Oh yeah. Sense. Blue and white. So, so I don't know. I mean, it, that the blue and white could be a throwback to the thunder years. That's what I would love. That's true. Like, like I would, I, if there's going to be any throwback aspect of it, I would, love to have like a throwback to the thunder aspect of it um um aspect kit yeah and then i would probably buy that seriously so yeah yeah uh man city kind of put a beating on chelsea three to one and and they scored all three of those goals i think in the first half it was just like terrible terrible defending there with chelsea they get one back three to one is the final but the real story here for all of us here in the united states is Zach Steffen got his first start in goal for Manchester City. So good for him. Get some playing time. Um, let's see. Yes, Bridget is not here, but we'll talk about it. Liverpool on the fourth. They lose 1-0 to Southampton. A very quick goal in the second minute, which ends up being the only goal. And it's a beauty. Off a set piece, and it springs one of the guys. And, it, and this, this, this uh, set piece kick takes one bounce. And the guy kind of, it's that chip shot. He hits it and it just volley, it just goes and goes and goes and goes. And it looks like it's going to go wide, far post and just barely sneaks in at the very end. And uh, what's his name? Um, Brasileiro. Uh, what's the keeper? I can't think of the keeper's name now. Uh, Alisson. Alisson. He had no chance. Protect yourself at all times, right? One nil's your final. Liverpool. I think, I'm pretty sure they're still... I know they're top of the table, but they're, I think things are starting to tighten up now. Okay, we got some Libertadores. We had our semifinals. Uh, the first one happened on the fifth. This game was fun, fun, fun to watch. Okay, talk was- to me about this because I have not been able to figure out where to watch Libertadores games, but you yeah, can man, the highlights. So. I'll tell you what you do. Well, highlights for one, absolutely. You can, you can get the highlights post match on a lot of different places. Uh, Fought Mob is one. I think uh, Deportes, Fox Deportes. There's some other places too. But if you want to watch it live, if you just type in the, the the team or just straight Libertadores into Facebook, you can usually get like a Facebook pirate stream. Oh, okay. So it's a Facebook route. Okay. Yep. All right. Yep, yep. No, because like I was watching some of the YouTube, uh, you know how like I'm a big fan of Comebol releasing the, the controversial plays and the VAR plays. And yep. so, like, I saw some of this game, and I was like, man, like, you know, that the specifically the, the, at the two minute mark or the five minute mark, where there was an opportunity to score, and like, um, there was a there was a call for a handball that wasn't a handball. Um, I thought that was really interesting, but also, like, at the 35th minute mark, where um, there's a beautiful sequence of a goal that was um, that was pulled back because of an offside call that literally was like half a foot. A person yeah. player being, I was, I was like, wow, this game looked like a lot of fun. 
it was it was fun (laughs) it was a good match we i actually put out a poll uh just because we're expecting like the typical Libertadores uh, offensive show with a huge portion of chaos. So I was like, how many goals to red cards is, is going to happen over these semifinals? And I, you know, I, I put a ridiculous one out of like 20 goals and 10 red cards, which actually got a lot of votes. I'm like, all right, people, people are with us here. They want the drama. Um, but the way this thing started, we were kind of on track to maybe get to like 10 goals and six reds or something like that. Cause it was, it was a three nil final, all Palmeiras. Uh, three, three nil Palmeiras in Argentina in at river in Buenos Aires. So that's three away goals, which is, you know, stranger things have happened in this competition and certainly in, 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 uh, Conmebol, but that, that's a, that's a hard one to dig yourself out of. Um, and, uh, and then one red card, of course, because of course, <laughs> uh the the first Rojoni gets a this a great blast from way up way downtown keeper has nothing on it second one is an Andrea Adriano 1v1 with the keeper he actually megs him I, I think I watched that goal five times it's, no, it's I'm gonna beautiful beautiful it's beautiful and then the third goal of course comes after the red card and what happens is the defender he I think he actually thought he was going to if it was that split decision where he was going to go down and slide tackle, but for every reason, whatever reason, he stayed on his feet. And so he swings his leg and he just straight kicks the dude in the butt, like full power. <laughs> Nabumba, you know, <laughs> like, a, like a roundhouse kick to the yes. Nalagas. Yes, exactly. And, and the ref kind of laughs and the guy even turns around. Like he's not hurt, but he's just like, really, man? <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> And he gets a red for kicking the guy in the ass, literally. And that wow. sets up the goal. That sets up the goal because then they take the free kick and uh, Vina puts in the header off the free kick, like right as a, as, a, as a direct result of the red card. I mean, like historically, like all semis or, uh, of like that involve an Argentinian and a Brazilian team, usually you, you get reds, right? There's, yep. there's just, a, just like the formula is, is there for that to happen. And here we have four teams totally that are, that, are, that that so like I mean that that's just going to be really interesting. And I know the Boca Juniors game wasn't that. It that wasn't. Ah, uh, that, that's that's what blew that's off what, our that's ratio. That's what blew me. That's that's, that's what I was like. I was like <laughs> Boca Juniors totally didn't. And yeah. I think they were talking about that. But I mean, a lot you know, of the Argentinian media, like I was reading up on it, they're like they're like we don't know what River Plate team this is, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically, um, and so. Like you said, it's a tall order now. Like to go to Brazil and have to put, I don't know, four goals, four goals, you know, four, four five goals. goals. Yeah, at least to be able to um, to be able to do something. I mean, that's just that's just not it's 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 not impossible. But um, I mean, I would say it would be impossible if it was like a full stadium of. Of, of players and fans and all that. if it was all full and everything yeah it'd be impossible there's no way you can get that done um, but but it is it is possible in this area of covid it's possible but i you know i'm looking i'm looking at Palmeiras to be in the finals at this moment so i think you're right there yeah as you alluded to boca and santos it was a pretty i mean it was there were exciting moments but nobody scored nil nil is your final and there were no red cards either so that it, it, it throws off our goal to red card ratio <laughs> Oh, well. Um, so they're going back. That one was also in Buenos Aires. So that'll be in Santos in the next leg as well. I mean, who knows? We could still get four or five goals and two or three reds and get right back on track here. So we'll see. That 
such as Colman Ball. Uh, Rodrigo, breaking news. Like this, this is out as of like three hours ago. Christian Pavon, since we're talking about Boca, uh, former LA Galaxy, now back at Boca. There is a, uh, an accusation of sexual assault that we've just heard about uh, sur- surrounding him. I'm not going to mention the, the other person's name here, but uh, apparently it did happen in Argentina. And I think things are just kind of moving and flying uh, as we speak. It's, it's pretty fresh. So we don't have a lot of, of news, but uh, it's definitely out there that, uh, that this is happening. Yeah, I mean, and and, and that's just the, the thing that, that Christian Pavon doesn't need at the moment, specifically coming back to Boca, but, you know, also uh, leading prospect ways to Boca to, to, to loan him out or, or whatnot. So, and he's not playing. He's not on the roster for the Libertadores games because he's also yeah. on, on the COVID protocol. So, you know, we, when every, uh, this, everyone knows where we stand on the aspect of domestic violence and sexual yep. assault and the aspect that comes to the sport. Uh, at least if you don't, you know, um, you, you should, you know, the way that we, 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 we side with, with, the, with the people who've been violated in a sense or, or victimized. And so I think that's, that's the thing that we need to also see is, 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 how is it that he comes back to Argentina and just something? So I think there's something seeded into something that was already ongoing and we can't speculate. And so all we know is that that's what's on the current ground. And, and hopefully we'll be able to get more news out of um, Argentina, but I doubt that um, anytime soon, just the way the Argentina uh, media is. And as well as the way that Boca keeps everything tight lip in the aspect of things, um, who knows if we'll really find out all the full details. So, yeah, yeah. Um, just a couple of things and we can wrap up here. I thought this was a pretty interesting one. Pretty, pretty hilarious too. The way to force your transfer. So uh, this is the Antwerp, Royal Antwerp, uh, back to Belgium again. I'm talking a lot about Belgian teams in this episode here. Uh, Didier Lamkel. Apparently he is trying to get to uh, Panathinaikos in Greece. And so he shows up for training at Antwerp <laughs> wearing... Underlecht, who Underlecht is like their big in-town derby arch rival. He's wearing, he shows up wearing an Underlecht shirt and get and gets kicked out of the training ground. <laughs> so, As they should, right? I mean, like, <laughs> how would you feel if, like, you know, like, I, I don't know, um, let's say Ico Park shows up to training in like an Atlanta United kit. Yeah, right? I mean, this, this maybe this is the move. This this is, <laughs> this is what you do. <laughs> Force, force the hand. Right, force the hand. You show, and and, and he got kicked out. I mean, that's a, I think that's a great move by the player in the aspect to force an issue and and the creativity aspect of it. I think that's 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 amazing. You know, like oh yeah, you know. make sure his buddies like make make sure you get a shot from my good side over here, and it goes over all the social media. Right, and it's so like and and, and like if you look at all the pictures, it's like he's like trying to keep the door open or like, yep. and it's just one of those things where like wow. Is this really happening? <laughs> and I'm like, wow. So yeah, no. And finally, we we can end on this. This is fresh as well. This is today. Uh, FA Cup is going on, and we were we were just laughing about this over lunch. Surely, which is a team that I'd never heard of before, because that's kind of the fun of the FA Cup. You get all the the lower division teams. This is a six division team in England. They play Derby County, who's in the Championship, second division, coached by one uh, Wayne Rooney. And they beat them 2-0, convincingly. Um, and so 
six division team surviving and moving on to the next phase is already an awesome thing. Uh, we, we had uh, Sarah on. We love our Minneapolis city, and we we hope that we get to see something like this in the U.S. Open Cup too. I mean, please give us uh, Minneapolis City uh, versus Minnesota United in Allianz. <laughs> make make that happen, soccer gods. But anyway, they're celebrating in the locker room, and there's this amazing footage of them. You know, you think you're gonna channel? I don't know. There's so many traditional football songs or something to sing, and uh, Wonderwall, of course, that's the one we're familiar with. They pick. Someone like you by Adele. And it's it's <laughs> and they're buzzing all, it out. It's spectacular. Like the, the best thing is it, it's it brought a lot of joy. It's just so much fun to see. But at the same time, when you take a step back, it's like, okay, there's a bunch of dudes indoors with in COVID land singing, which is not such a great thing. And also, as as my lovely partner pointed out, it's like this is like a breakup song <laughs> filled with pain. <laughs> And filled with like, you know, heart wrenching breakup stuff, and just, and this is what we're going to sing to celebrate. So I, I don't know if it was directed to Derby County, like we're breaking up with Derby County, or I don't know. There's, don't know. We need to find out more details in the aspect of why was this song chosen, and how is it that everybody knew how to sing the words? And all of them. Yes, yes. <laughs> it feels like it's something that's been going on in that club for quite a while to be able to have everyone be aware that's what they were going to 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 be doing and it you know and it's and it's, those moments are, are, are in a sense priceless but as you pointed out like being in covid times that's not the best aspect of 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 doing that but like yeah i mean like i wonder who will be the first time who does a taylor swift song right or uh, another right. breakup song by taylor swift song as they as they went into it but we, we love to see moments and i and i wonder oh, what I, I mean initially it was beautiful i mean it was just but, kind of just really fun so is, was Wayne Rooney playing? Because I know he's a player coach. I That is a good question. I'm not sure. Not no, sure. We'll find out and put that stuff out. Yeah. All right, brother. That's all I got. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank, thank you, everyone, for, uh, for, for, for talking to us, for listening to keeping us afloat during this time uh happy new year to everybody else and uh we'll see thank you, you sarah week. once again yeah, and if, if everybody sarah. has suggestions of uh of any guests that we should have please send them our way either uh at mn football show on twitter or rodrigo's personal my personal any of us if, if you guys are like oh you should talk to so-and-so about whatever you know we're we're definitely open for suggestions yep and all right talk to you all later hasta luego